are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide episodes every single weekday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. You can find some of my work on the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Fangraphs, where I was a Rotographs contributor. And I've also been podcasting about the San Francisco Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong Giants fan. Coming up on today's show, there's a few things I want to get to. Number one, the Giants played a televised game against the Los Angeles Dodgers on Tuesday, and we're going to talk about all the key takeaways from that game. Secondly, there's a couple of kind of major stories that have come out in the last few days, one of which is related to a delay to the AAA season, so we'll we'll get into that. And then also an update on the possibility of expanded postseason and the universal DH. And then lastly, there's a report that the Giants may be adding yet another bullpen arm. So we'll we'll look at that, we'll talk about that player, and talk about where where he would fit into the bullpen mix. But certainly the first thing I want to get into is this game that was on television on Tuesday night. So it was Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers, Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants. The lineup was a little bit different than I had laid out prior to the game. They changed it up. But some guys who are competing for spots on the Giants roster, like Lamont Wade Jr., Jason Vossler even, who we're going to talk a lot about him. He actually had one of the best games of all. And then uh, Marco Luciano. He's not competing for a spot on the Giants opening day roster, certainly, but he's an uber prospect. He's a top 10 prospect in all of baseball by many accounts. And he was starting at shortstop in this game. So things kicked off with Lamont Wade Jr. So I want to talk about him first. Wade Jr., of course, came over in that trade with the Minnesota Twins about a month or so ago. Uh, that that sent Sean Anderson to Minnesota. So Wade Jr. is a guy to watch, and I think he has a legitimate chance of making the Giants' opening day roster. In the outfield, you've got Mike Yastrzemski, you've got Alex Dickerson, you've got Austin Slater, Mauricio Dubon, Darren Ruff. So there's there there's no shortage there of quality outfielders, but something that they're missing is basically somebody to platoon in center field with Dubon. And so whether it's Yastrzemski moving to center field against right-handed pitchers and then having, you know, Dickerson in left and Lamont Wade Jr. perhaps in right, that would give you, of course, an all left-handed outfield to start against right-handed pitching. Then, of course, the other possibility is that Wade Jr. could play center field and, you know, leaving Yastrzemski alone in right, and of course, starting Dickerson in left. So we've talked numerous times about how in all of these scenarios, it's it's a little hard to envision the fit for Darren Ruff on this roster. And so it does, to me, continue to seem like a real possibility that they may ultimately 
decide to trade a Darren Ruff. So Wade Jr.'s presence in spring here is one to watch closely because this guy could very well be suiting up for the Giants and starting often against right-handed pitchers. He looks like a a pretty polished player. He's got really good discipline. He had good at-bats, and he's a solid outfielder. One thing they're going to be looking for is can he play center field well? To me, he's like similar to Yastrzemski in that they're like good on the corners, but a little bit fringy in center. So anyway, another interesting new left-handed hitter for the Giants here is Jason Vossler, who came over. uh, He was like one of the first signings the Giants made this offseason. They signed him to a major league contract, despite the fact that he's never played a major league game. So he was a minor league free agent. And he said the Giants were the most aggressive team pursuing him. And so he's on the 40-man roster. So he is definitely somebody to watch. And I think, you know, if there's any kind of injury in the infield, he probably is among the very first who will get consideration. You don't bring a guy like this onto your 40-man roster with no intention of ever giving them a shot. So Vossler had some of the best at-bats of the night. He had a really good at-bat against Walker Bueller, ended up lining a double down the left field line. So just an opposite field down the line double. And then you thought that was impressive. But then in his next at-bat with uh, Dustin May on the mound, Vossler hits an opposite field gapper that was probably even more impressive. The pitch, I think, was on the inner part of the plate, and he just lined it into the opposite field gap for a double. So, yeah, it's spring training. We really can't like get too excited about one game. We can't even get too excited about a whole spring training season. But the fact is that Vossler looks determined. He spent a lot of time in the minor leagues in his career, and he's he's hungry for an opportunity, and he's been taking advantage of it. And I think he's started every single spring training game for the Giants. And so, and he's in there again today. So he is somebody to watch. Brandon Belt may have to, may have to miss the start of the regular season. And if he's on the injured list, is it possible that Jason Vossler could end up making that opening day roster? I would say that it is. The one thing to keep in mind, and we'll talk about this more as it gets closer, but the opening series is against the Mariners and... The Mariners have like four left-handed pitchers at the top of their rotation. So the Giants figure to it's going to be their kind of alternate lineup pretty much all of the first several games. So I think that's going to confuse a lot of people. Might You're not going to see Alex Dickerson starting. You might not see Tommy LaStella starting. And then is there a need to carry a Lamont Wade Jr. and a Jason Vossler when you're not going to use them that much in the first series. So that's something to keep in mind in terms of guys making the opening day roster. Another thing, though, to keep in mind is that the Mariners are in the American League, obviously, and so that game being in Seattle, there's going to be a DH. The Giants are going to have that DH spot to open the season. So there's a lot going on there. It's really weird to start the season in the American League if you're the Giants, and it's also really weird that the Mariners have almost exclusively left-handed starting pitchers. So anyway, those two guys really stood out, and they're pretty polished and close to the major league, so they are people to watch. Marco Luciano ended up not having a good game at the plate, 0-3 for with three strikeouts, but he did look 
good on some of his swings, and he was solid defensively at shortstop, had a lot of opportunities. Logan Webb had a pretty nice inning, and several bullpen arms for the Giants. Matt Whistler made his quote-unquote Giants debut, featuring his slider-heavy usage and, and was good. Tyler Rogers, Sam Selman, Wandy Peralta. Wandy Peralta had a really good inning, and so did Camilo Duvall. Duvall looked electric in his one inning of work, and Duvall is a guy who's on the 40-man roster now and could very well get an opportunity either opening day or shortly thereafter at some point during the season. Camilo Duvall is going to play on the Giants, and he could be an impact reliever. All right, so coming up next... AAA was supposed to start around the same time that the Major League season starts, but that's not going to happen. So we'll talk about that and also an update on expanded playoffs and the universal DH. All of that next, but first, one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Harden heads back to Houston with his new team. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, so a couple of pretty significant updates coming out in the last few days about the Universal DH, expanded postseason, and then a delay to the AAA season. So the one that hits closest to home continues to be expanded playoffs. If you follow this show you know that I have a pretty strong belief in expanding the playoffs just a little bit. I know that this is a sensitive subject and there's valid reasons not to do it, but they got to do something, in my opinion, because, I mean, first of all, the wild card game, yes, it's exciting, but it is just not fair uh, to play 162 games and then have your season come down to this one game playoff format especially when you have super teams in a league like it's it's really not fair to whoever doesn't win the National League West I'm getting a little ahead of myself assuming that the Dodgers and the Padres both end up with like 95 plus wins Padres still have to prove it they've only had success in the in the small season short season they didn't they've not they've not done anything besides that They did not have a good year the year before that. The Giants were much better than them as recently as 2019. But ultimately, I expect both of those teams to at least win 90-plus games and probably 95-plus. And so you're telling me that one of those two teams, hopefully the Dodgers, has to have their season come down to this one-game playoff. That just isn't fair. 
But then from the Giants perspective, the best you can hope for is that one game because there's virtually a 0% chance that the Giants will win the division in 2021. That Everybody knows that. And so you're telling me that like your whole season, the best you can hope for is for it to come down to a one-game playoff? I just don't think that's fair. And when I talk about expanding the playoffs, that's another thing that I also am in favor of. At least just add a couple of teams. That's all I'm asking for because... It's kind of my the same reason in that you play all these games. I think you can have the Padres and, say, the Mets winning 95 games and being wildcard teams. And then what if you win, like, 92? You're telling me you don't deserve to go to the playoffs with 92 wins? So just adding a couple teams, I think, would be worthwhile. And then changing the format a little bit so you don't have these one-game situations. But anyway, the news is... Not to bury the lead there. The news is that the Universal DH and Expanded Playoffs are, quote, dead issues with no recent movement or planned further discussions, end quote. According to Evan Drellich, and he's citing multiple people with knowledge of the communications between Major League Baseball and the Players Association from this week. So if you were holding out hope, as I was, that the expanded playoffs would come because adding a couple teams would just make the Giants' chances, in my opinion, way, way better because I really do think they're in contention there for that 85 to 89 win territory. A lot of things would have to go right, but I think that there's the upside to do that. And also the DH. I mean, it's crazy to me that I'm sitting here advocating basically that I think we should have the universal DH, but... It worked well last year. It it gave players opportunities who otherwise wouldn't have played as much, like Wilmer Flores. If you enjoyed watching a lot of Wilmer Flores and Darren Ruff, who really hit, not having the DH means instead of watching those guys hit, we get to watch you know, Aaron Sanchez, who's probably never taken a major league at bat in his life. And so he's going to you know hit 060 with no extra base hits. And we're going to watch him take 30, 40 plate appearances over the course of the year. I get it. The purest perspective. I totally get it. I was one of you for a long time, but I've come around. And I think I, I do believe in 2022, we'll probably end up with expanded postseason at least a little bit, maybe from 10 to 12 teams. And we'll probably have the universal DH. But for 2021, it looks like we're going back to 2019 rules and skipping over what we did in 2020. One thing, one last thing to say about that is that last year expanded postseason was agreed to at the last minute. It was like right as the season was starting, they expanded from 10 teams to 16 teams. So it remains possible that those discussions could get picked up again and something could happen at the last minute or, you know, at any point over the next month. But for now, they are, quote, Dead issues with no recent movement. So moving on to the other piece of news, it's about the alternate sites and the AAA season. So we knew that the levels beneath AAA were going to be delayed until May, but AAA was supposed to start around the same time as the Major League season. But now that's not going to happen. But the thing to keep in mind is that this is something that 
the league and teams wanted. And the reason for it is because they do not want players being sent to the minor leagues, you know, AAA specifically, before they have a chance to get vaccinated. And so they think by early May, players should get an opportunity to be vaccinated, which is still voluntary, but hopefully a lot of players do end up taking the vaccine, the life-saving vaccine. And a big reason that they don't want players heading off to their affiliates without being vaccinated is that these players would eventually like potentially be getting called up to the major leagues. And then they've, they've been in the minor leagues where, where there's no, you know, the health and safety protocols are not nearly as good as they are in the majors. And you don't know what their exposure has been. And then you're asking them to join your major league clubhouse and buses and planes without a quarantine period. So that's why they want to wait. And it makes sense to me. It's just a little depressing after not having a minor league season last year. We're still going to have to wait until May for the minor league season to start. However, the plan is for the season, minor league season to extend an extra month or so. So they still want to have a full year. It's just delayed by a month. And that's baseball wanted to do that with the major leagues, but the players union said no. So yeah, the alternate sites are coming back. Giants will have their alternate site running in Sacramento. We don't have the full details, but it's probably going to be around 25 players allowed at the alternate site. So it's just something to look out for and to be aware of that the minor league season is not going to start on time. So lastly, I want to talk about the Giants apparently being close to signing another bullpen arm. So we'll talk about how he would fit in to the Giants bullpen mix, which is just absolutely loaded with depth. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and baseball is right around the corner. There's a lot of new baseball action actually up at Bet Online right now. Rookie of the year odds, over under win totals, and so much more. I'm not gonna I'm not the locked on bets podcast, so I'm not gonna necessarily advise anyone on what to do, but you know, generally you know I'm higher on the Giants than most, and you might want to look out look at Bet Online's over under on the Giants and potentially take the over there, in my opinion. If you feel like being adventurous, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. And I have to say, I joined Sully's show yesterday. So if you check out Locked On MLB, you can find me talking about the 2021 Giants with Sully. But anyway, yeah, we joined Sully last night, and then also you guys heard my crossover with Ryan Latica from Locked on Rockies on Wednesday. If you missed that, be sure to check it out. Ryan gives some scathing 
takes on the state of the Colorado Rockies and the Nolan Arenado trade and the clown show that right now is owner Dick Monfort and GM Jeff Breidich. So you're not going to want to miss that. So go check it out if you if you didn't catch it already. And I want to remind everyone that every Wednesday except for one this month, we're going to be talking with other Locked On hosts from the National League West. So next Wednesday, we're talking with Javier Reyes from Locked On Padres. Then we're talking to Locked On Diamondbacks. And finally, right before the season starts, Locked On Dodgers. So be sure to come back every Wednesday for those. Anyway, the last thing I want to get into is the Giants, according to John Heyman, but nobody else, so I'm a little bit skeptical because we haven't heard anything else. Giants are reportedly close to signing Jose Alvarez, a left-handed relief pitcher. So Heyman tweeted this out a few days ago, and we, again, we have not heard anything else from any other reporter. And even Heyman, he said they're close to signing him. They didn't say, he didn't say that they're in agreement with him. So Alvarez will turn 32 in May, and he's just been a consistently good relief pitcher. From 2015 through 2019, he made 64 or more appearances every year and never had an ERA above 3.88. He went 3.49, So that's consistency, and that's just being solid. As a left-handed pitcher, he is better against left-handed hitters, but certainly not unplayable against righties either. So I speculated that this could be a major league deal, and I kind of stand by that. Although it is likely, I mean, he's not a big name as solid and consistent as he's been. Unfortunately, it may end up being a minor league deal, unfortunately for him. He's got a career 3.59 ERA in 340 and two-thirds innings. So we'll see. We'll see if Heyman proves to be correct here. I'm going to assume it's a minor league deal, but I just think it is possible that it could be a low-cost major league deal. So the Giants have just basically built up depth in every department of their team, and the bullpen is now no exception. You've got Jake McGee signed to a multi-year deal. You've got Reyes Maranta coming back from his shoulder injury. Tyler Rogers, Matt Whistler, who the Giants signed over the winter, Harleen Garcia, Wandy Peralta, Gregory Santos, Kervin Castro, Kayla Berger, Camilo Duvall, and a whole ton of non-roster guys like Shun Yamaguchi, Scott Kazmir, Rico Garcia, Sam Long, Trevor Gott, Dominic Leone, Silvino Bracho, Jimmy Scherfe. Man, it's ridiculous the kind of depth that they've built up. So it's basically an impossible task to try to predict exactly what the opening day bullpen is going to be. But Jose Alvarez would would be one of the most established guys, a veteran major leaguer. So you don't really sign a guy like that unless you think that he is close to being at that level where you'd feel comfortable having him in your pen. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, he's just been consistent and consistently good. 2020 was not a good year for him. He got hit in the groin with a 105 mile an hour line drive and ended up, I don't think, pitching the rest of the season. So hopefully he came out of that okay. I don't fully know if if the Giants end up officially signing him. We'll, we'll look more into that. But 
that's the story with Alvarez and we'll see you know what the Giants bullpen ultimately looks like but I do think at the back end with guys like Jake McGee McGee who could definitely be their closer this year it figures to be a better pen than it was last year Sam Coonrod is gone Trevor got you know is off the 40-man roster and Sean Anderson is gone those three guys like really struggled in the Giants bullpen in 2020 and they're not going to be able to do the same in 2021. All right, that is all the time we have for today. Coming up tomorrow, I do think we're going to do a mailbag. So please look out on Twitter for the prompt. It's going to be our Friday tradition moving forward now that we're a daily show again after doing three days a week for a couple months. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.